All right, y'all. I'm ready. I'm here. It's time. So, you know, we're going to start from the bottom and bring it to the top. Because uh, we're going to rise. And we're going to rise. And we're going to rise to the top. Uh, uh. Wow, I haven't heard that in a minute. <laughs> Let me find out CJ's a rapper. <laughs> I'm a little rapper, just a little bit sometimes. <laughs> um, well, you guys, I'm back. We are rounding out. What season is this? Four? Still? I'm still in season four. So I have my um, retainers back in too. So it sounds like I have a list, but I don't. Um, <laughs> we are rounding out season four. And... I am here today with Miss Miranda J. I can't help but call her Miss. I always call her Miss Miranda every time I see her. Um, but Miranda J, and a lot of you will know who she is, um, and you should if you don't. She is a producer and journalist extraordinaire and has um, worked at the likes of XXL Essence and is currently um, on the Tamron Hall Show. And she and I have known each other for about six or so years now it's been a while, it's been a while. Yes. and she's always so pleasant she's always a joy and I wanted to have her on the show a long time ago but I had my other homie on Wayno that you all also know and I like to break up the monotony of having similar types of conversations with people who kind of do similar work in certain aspects or work in similar industries so I didn't get a chance to have her on until now but I'm so happy about that because not only is uh, she going to bring and breathe life into this show today, she is going to also be one of my last guests for From the Bottom Up As You Know It. So saving the best for last in the last set is always uh, a good thing and happy to be moving forward and going into another iteration of this. And what I feel is ending on a high as I work through the finalization of season four and from the bottom up, as you know it. So Marianza. Yes. Going out with the bang. Season with four. a bang. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much. For I haven't me. seen you in the flesh in a long time. I know. COVID is a bastard. Ooh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we saw each other maybe right before the pandemic. Hit. Right before. Yeah. Because yeah, I was freelancing at Essence and... You were still there, right? At that at that time, I think. And like it yes, was the end of yes. 2019. It was the end my ending at Essence, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the last time I saw you in a flesh, but we met when um we both were working at Town Square Media, which for those of you who don't know, it had acquired um a number of publications and Double XL was one of those publications. Yes. So I got an opportunity to meet with and work with Miranda. And what I always loved about you was that we were kind of talk about this a little bit before we came on air. People in the music business, and the music business isn't like solely like this. There are other industries that are like this as well. But some people in the music industry just believe that they have to be a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And you never gave that. You never projected that. Like you were always kind. You yeah. always were smiling. Even if it was a crazy day, like the way that you handled and moved with such grace and poise was... Uh. It was amazing to see just given the chaos that could ensue there at different times. And for me, I felt like it was always unwarranted. Like, 
what are y'all mad about okay. or whatever the case may be like what is going on and you never it never seemed like you took it on yeah you know what i mean so that was always a nice thing to encounter when you're in a space like that because people can be so um abrasive yeah unnecessarily so that i was drawn to you because of that yeah i always felt like you know if i'm having a bad day i never want to project it on the others and then i've always been the type to sit back and observe Mm -hmm. and i've learned like the most successful people in the industry are always the kindest ones so Mm -hmm. like you know even if like up front they have like a personality so i'm gonna give you some examples like 50 cent yeah Behind closed doors, he's one of the nicest people I've dealt with. Like, wow. I'm talking like you see him out in the street, he'll say hello to you before right. you even get a chance to say hello to him. Right. Or like somebody like a Charlemagne. Like, you know, Charlemagne, he has his persona. Yeah. And he's hilarious. Right. But behind closed doors, he's one of the most like thorough and real people yeah. in the industry. So I've learned like, you know, when you're dealing on dealing with people face to face, it's always important to be kind because yeah. all that that stuff follows you. You know yeah. what I mean? Who you see going up is who you see coming down. The, yes, so That's it's always right. important to be kind. I think that people don't realize that there is a come down, right? Mm-hmm. And come oh. down is relative. Mm-hmm. So there is a reality too. It's just like um, money. I'm playing with the damn thing from the water and it fell and whatever it just distracted me um (laughs) there is a reality to relevancy or Mm -hmm. what's relative to your life and what your come down or come up can be so it's similar to money where people are like oh you know so-and-so is broke right and it's like or or they have a lot of money rather let me back up someone so has a lot of money so how could they say they're broke it's like well broke for them somebody who's used to having or making i'm making this up 50 mil a year Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they start making 20 that's broke for them like relatively speaking for their life that doesn't work because they are accustomed to a thing and so people have this notion that like you have to be a certain way or um they have this notion that what they do won't circle back Mm. in time. And so even if your come down is maybe you are, I don't know, no longer the CMO of a company, but you still kind of like, you have a little bit of panache and cachet or whatever, but people are going to remember what you were doing when you were the CMO of XYZ company. And so now you may not be able to get access to certain things that Mm -hmm. you had before. And maybe they gave it to you because you were attached to this other brand. But now that things have changed for you and whatever that change looks like, what you were doing and how you were treating people is what is going to determine your outcome Yeah, in a lot of ways. Absolutely. I feel like if you stay in any industry long enough, there's always going to be highs and lows. Yeah. Like if you're around, like I'm coming up on, I hate to say this because I feel old, <laughs> 10 years um, in the entertainment industry and there's just always going to be highs and lows. You're going to get amazing opportunities and then sometimes you're going to, you know, lose your job and get fired. I right. mean, some of the most successful people have been fired a number of times from different places. Right. So there's always going to be highs and lows. And then another thing is you always have to pay attention to those young hopefuls with energy. So that intern who just won't stop bugging you, yeah. you might want to be nice to that intern right. because 10 years from now, that intern could be doing some amazing things right. and they're never going to forget that treatment from back in the day when right. you gave them the cold shoulder. So right. it's always important, you know, right. to be to to be mindful of the highs and lows and and not to get 
too caught up in the ego because mm-hmm. the ego could really ruin destroy it. you. Yeah. Pride comes before the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of jump right into it. But I wanted to ask you some very specific questions around how you became to be the person that you are today in the business. Like, what was that process like for you in starting out? What even made you want to go into production and journalism and what how how did that come come to fruition so i i was lucky cuz in high school i always knew that i wanted to be a journalist okay. so pursuing that was always like you know in in my future so in college i was very regimented and i did so many internships mm-hmm. like but i knew the ultimate internship i wanted to get was at mtv news okay. so MTV News used to be the shit. Y'all. Okay, back in the day, that <laughs> back in the was day. MTV it. was the shit back in the day at some point in time. Okay, yeah. So I um, did a number of internships back then. It was Viacom. I think it's now Viacom CBS. CBS. Yeah. But I did a number of internships there, and I um, ultimately got to MTV News, and that's where it all started. I mean, yeah. I worked with Sway. Um, I worked with Ramon Dukes and Rob Markman, who is now like I think the head of Genius, and okay. then um, Ramon. Uh, was the head of Revolt, but now he has a new uh, platform. Uh, what's it called? Him and Shaheen Reed, they have a new platform. Oh. Uh, what's it? I forgot the name of it, but it's a new streaming platform that they have. Um, and it's then, so many streaming platforms, it's yes. hard to remember. Yes, and then um, Sway was there. So there, there was a number of great people there, and I was an intern there, ultimately became an editorial assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once, you know, that was a temporary position. So once that ended, I landed at Double XL. But what a lot of people don't know is at first, when I first interviewed for Double XL, I did not get the job. Oh, okay. But the goal okay, of Double XL. I did not get the job. I had an interview with Vanessa. She didn't give me the job. But I wasn't going to take no for an answer. And, you know, me, I had went to St. John's. So luckily okay. I saw J. Cole's rise and, you know, he would do a lot of promotion mm-hmm. on our campus. So, I had the kind of inside intel with J. Cole and um, somebody had sent me some photos from his Crooked Smile video shoot. Okay. And so I took those photos and I sent them to Double XL. <laughs> like, oh, y'all don't want to hire me? Look right. At, look at, you know, look, look, at, where look I'm at, at who I know. Yeah. You know? And that got me the job. And from there, you know, that was my start at Double XL doing the freshman um, I had a number of amazing opportunities. I think I did a cover story with 50 Cent. So, yeah, Double XL was an incredible uh, foundation. Yeah. It was fun to be there sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I I wish that um, the company that brought it out had enough culture behind it. Yeah. Because what was possible... Mm-hmm. never was able to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And there were so many um, opportunities that I think were just missed and mismanaged in the process of what XXL had started to become um, that that was kind of sad to see yeah. and not be able to have, you know, a publication that's such a force in the, hip-hop culture and then in culture in general 
um, not be able to sort of flourish the way that it deserves to be able to flourish. So it's good to hear that you were able to take away from that experience because I felt like nobody was getting what they should have had there. Like I was trying to convince all y'all to quit. I was (laughs) like, you need to leave. Who do you, you need me to see your resume somewhere? Who do you know this? Who do you know that? Like I was there too, but it was different on my end Mm -hmm. being on the money side and marketing because I'm working across all of the different titles and or digital um publications that the company owns so it it was different yeah but i always felt like y'all are not getting y'all do in here like this is crazy what is happening like in your brain you think you know what something like double xl is gonna be like and Mm -hmm. then you get there and you're like where well where's the where's the stuff like nothing's happening you see in the country festivals you like wait where's the i'm like what's going on i'm Mm -hmm. like like it's so much more than the freshman like i know that that's a huge tentpole for the brand but there's so much more opportunity there that they just anyway we can talk about that all day long (laughs) um there was one thing that you said though that i want to lean into a little bit which was you said you didn't take no for an answer yeah and that shows you know gumption and gusto and belief and faith in yourself and and what you're aiming to achieve Mm -hmm. so what has that always been a part of how you moved or was that something that you kind of learned how to do as time went forward you have to have thick skin to be in the entertainment industry I mean like you're gonna get a thousand no's before you get that one Mm -hmm. yes so that has always been, you know, something I've kept in the back of my mind. And, um, yeah, I just, when people don't believe, I'm like, okay, you don't see the vision, but you, you're going to see it, you know? And, um, it's funny because I go back to the Kanye, uh, documentary when he was playing his, uh, tapes for the Rockefeller, yeah. um, you know, staff and they was just kind of rolling their eyes, you know, right but now look now at look. Kanye. So right, right, right. it's just like, I've, I've always been, had that same type of mindset where like, okay, you don't see the vision, but you know, I've, and I've always been a forward thinker. I've kind of realized that now that I'm older, that sometimes people aren't even on my wave, I feel like Mm, sometimes. mm -hmm. So now I'm a little more comfortable with it. When I was younger, it used to make me a little bit like, you know, almost insecure because I would be like, how you don't see? How you don't see? But now that I'm older, I realize, you know, after a few of the things that I've done, you know, have been successful, I'm like, okay, maybe I might be a bit of a forward forward thinker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was your process like to kind of like get I mean I guess essence is similar in a sense of it being entertainment but what did you feel you were able to um bring to an experience like working at essence from something like double xl like somebody else who may not be able to have foresight to know that they had transferable skill or that there's an opportunity there might say oh I can't go work at essence right like I I might have to try to find I might have to go to Def Jam or Epic or like whatever only because they were at somewhere that was so music focused versus going to something that's more lifestyle driven what do do you feel is um something that helped you make that transition yeah so I feel like on the digital side of essence um when I joined I didn't know it at the time but it was definitely um a changing of times for essence Mm -hmm. um 
at that time, Girls Trip was just coming out. So I really mm-hmm. joined that at a perfect time. I mean, yeah. they, Girls Trip was coming out. I mean, the promotion for that movie had all eyes on Essence and Essence right. Festival. So that was just like a new beginning for the brand. And I feel like everyone thought of it as a legacy brand. Mm-hmm. And we had the dream team there and didn't even know it. Like the digital dream team. Me, um, shout out to my old boss, Brahani, who is now at Facebook. Okay. She led the charge and with me and, you know, our team, we definitely, I think, helped bring Essence into the forefront digitally, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, by growing their socials and really giving them a huge footprint Mm -hmm. across Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook. So I definitely think that that was just a new beginning for Essence Mm -hmm. and us really taking a legacy brand and giving it, you know, more of a modern feel on social media. So that's you know, one of my proudest accomplishments at Essence is really, you know, now people don't think of it so much as a legacy brand. They right. now think of it as also, you know, trendy and cool. And cool, yeah. yeah. And it, you also came in right at around the time of the transition from it being Time Inc. to oh, yeah. being back to independent-owned black brand. Yeah. Which also probably was able to kind of like help that shift go forward Mm -hmm. um but what was that like like sometimes you come from not you personally but people come from structure or what they deem structure to be Mm -hmm. what what was some of the challenges and like how you had to kind of maneuver as that also was taking place sort of parallel yeah so um that change was interesting. There was a lot of positives because being that Essence was now black owned, a lot of the black talent and and businesses really wanted to support the brand mm-hmm. and help elevate it. Yeah. Uh, more so than they wanted to when we were with a part of Time Inc. Mm-hmm. And so it definitely, you know, had its challenges as any um, acquisition does. But ultimately, I think Essence has been able to sustain through that. Um, And I think that, you know, the leadership from Richard Lou Dennis, Mm -hmm. um, who owned uh, Shea Moisture and Sundial and, Mm -hmm. you know, was the founder and CEO of that. I definitely think he, you know, has done a a good job continuing to, um, you know, help the brand succeed. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to also interject because I'm staring at your um, phone because you have a sticker on the back of it that says never, 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 never give up. Yes. Have you ever felt like I'm over this shit? Oh, my gosh. Many times. (laughs) I mean, you have a bad day with some, you know, you come across so many interesting personalities in this business. And some people are negative. Some people are really, you know, can just suck your energy, you know? Right. And so I have to have. uh, She's telling us what time it is. Ignore her. She was (laughs) interrupting, interjecting into my conversation. Go ahead. Yeah, so you just, you can never give up. And ultimately, you always have to have that vision and and your goal. And you can never let, you know, somebody's disbelief or or bad attitude knock you off your game. Yeah. We did the show a little backwards today. So I'm going to go back and forth. Normally, I start by having a conversation with you about what your favorite shoe designer is, whose closet you want to raise. So I'm going to ask you all of that now. Like, you've been around enough people and seen enough things um, whose closet would you rate? Whose shoe closet would you rate if you could? Ooh, shoe closet. Oh, man. that's Because you got one. some cute shoes on right now. If I wore your size, I would be like, don't. Thank you. Take those off before you get back in the car and go. <laughs> Thank you. So, me, I'm, um, I'm interesting because I love 
Jordans, but I also love designer shoes. So mm-hmm. I, I love like um, I'm really into like platform shoes right now. Mm-hmm. So, you oh you good for a platform though? Yes. You was wearing them platform boots, pregnant. <laughs> I remember the one with the heel too. Yes. The late the tie up ones. Yes. Mm-hmm, you do. Look, but now that I'm getting a little older, I have to you know space out when I wear them. Got to keep my knees you know going. But um, I definitely love platform heels. I love like Prada boots. I love Prada loafers. And I love the new, they have, Versace has these new like platform, I believe they're called like the Medusa. The Medusa. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love those. Me too. Um, so somebody's shoe closet, I would run a raid. So I'm really, I hate to say this because I feel like it sounds so basic, but <laughs> I love like uh, Jada, you know, uh, I love uh-huh. her style. I think she's always so cute. And then her friends who, oh my God, her name is giving my mind, but. I love her style. Um, Jada's little bestie. What's her name? I don't um, know any of the new girls, really, child. Oh I be so out of the loop sometimes. I, I have style. to call my niece and ask her. And be yes. like, who's, who's this? Who's oh, that? Oh, that's Dior. That's her name. Okay. That's Dior. Okay. So she, she's not that popular, but she be styling. I mean, she she is good at, you know, bringing the, the streetwear mm-hmm. with the high fashion. And then um, she got me onto these hats that I really love. Uh I don't oh I'm gonna kill his name but it's the it's <laughs> Ruslane Baginski I think I don't know oh don't I kill me for heard of that. I love his hat okay I mean oh my god he's the designer from I believe he's from Europe okay but his hats are so fly she put me onto those um so yeah I love like I'd say Des and Jada it sounds so basic but yeah no I I I can in my mind see Jada I think she's super cute mm-hmm. and I and she's always well put together yeah. so I could see why you would go in that direction I'm, I'm not familiar with her friend but that's also just because I just be finding out who the girls are <laughs> like I, you talking about you feel you know not aging yourself child I'll be like who <laughs> what <laughs> I'm like I don't know anything if i'm not on social media trying to dig for information mm. i'm i'm like who yeah what <laughs> jada who i was about to go jada pinkett smith like that's how <laughs> far removed from all the things that's been going on lately that i that i currently am so i need to get myself back into the game um what's your favorite designer you said prada but mm. outside of prada who's your favorite shoe designer Ooh, so I definitely love me some Pradas. Um, I just love Jordans. I've always been a Jordan one girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my God, I still have some of my collection from high school. Like I'll have some Jordans and they'll be re-releasing them. And I'll be like, damn, like I still got the yeah. um, the ones from 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So I absolutely love um, Air Jordans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're good. The ones are also, um, they're versatile. Yeah. So you can put on a dress a suit mm-hmm. you could do so much because of the way that it's styled it's not yeah. like the 13s or the 12s where they ha- they're a little more bulky right right um and how they come across so i like the ones too those are that's a good option um if you could be anywhere right now doing anything where would it be and what would you be doing oh if i could be anywhere right now i would be Mm, on vacation i'm tired <laughs> so um i would definitely i want to travel i want to go to europe I, mm-hmm. I think i'm gonna go soon actually but there's just so many of these damn variants that keep yeah, coming yeah i know and, covid uh, is still a thing i know so i definitely want to go to europe and africa i've never been to africa i wanted to go to africa right before the pandemic hit mm-hmm. um 
so yeah, I, I'd be on vacation. Yeah, not I haven't been to Africa yet either. Um, it is on my list of places yes. to go. I really want to go to the Seychelles, but I feel like that's Ooh. more. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be a honeymoon, but I feel like that's more honeymoon ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then um, the Seychelles, and I really want to go to Madagascar. Oh yeah, it's so pretty, so pretty, oh, so pretty. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I sometimes just Google Madagascar just so that I can see the pictures, mm-hmm. and I'm always afraid. I'm like, man, it just feels um, so untouched. Yeah, and I'm afraid for more people to discover it mm-hmm. i might have him edit this part out because i don't even want to say madagascar <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm so afraid i'm like i wanted to remain untouched and like black yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's, it's it's just so beautiful and it's like imagine if we were still home basically uh, yes. and what would be what I could know. be i know it's just crazy too, just to think of uh, you know the African American experience and and all that. Yeah. How do you feel that has affected you in your growth? Like, what are some of the challenges you've had to sort of overcome to like get even to where you are? Because, for example, like some of the hip hop in particular, mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of um, whiteness yeah. in it, and a lot of white people are in control oh, yes. of that narrative mm-hmm. and who's coming in and, and out of that space. So how have you been able to deal with some of that just across the board? It doesn't have to only come from the spe- perspective of music, but what, what was some of that like? And how did you get past it? So I'd like to say like working at essence gave me a whole new perspective on being a black woman mm-hmm. and definitely even um pride in yes. being a black woman so i'm so grateful for my time at essence because it really opened my eyes to not only the experiences black women have but you know just who we have to be to continue to progress and push mm-hmm. the narrative forward mm-hmm. so i definitely am so thankful for my time as it really changed who i am as a journalist as an individual how you know the stories i tell and mm-hmm. want to tell um because i feel like there's just still so much to say about yeah. black women and, and being a black woman i mean we're just you know everyone has different opinions on kamala harris but you know even just having the first black woman you know vice president um so it's just it's a a time it's changing times for black women and and so i think you know as before early in my career i wasn't so outspoken about being a black woman Mm -hmm. but now it's it's really something i i lead with yeah yeah Yeah. i get that that was the same for me so prior to going to essence i had worked at all um what would otherwise be deemed general market Mm -hmm. so that was my first outside of going to undergrad at howard and being around all black people at that moment post Howard essence was my first Mm -hmm. sort of re-entry back into that space. So you hit the nail on the head. Like at that moment, that was one of the, um, you know, first times in a while. And I've, and yes, one of the first times in a while that I had actually felt as if I was, being respected for what I brought to the table and for my expertise and for my experience, for my thoughts, my opinions, my ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, It was definitely a super empowering moment because up until then, every day was a fight. You know, even when there were others who may have 
um, believed in your ability and respected it and trusted it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like they don't go against each other. So if one person over on that end ain't really a fan, Mm -hmm. no matter what they feel at that time, and maybe it's different nowadays, I don't know. But like back when we were coming up, they just would... It was just like, okay, well, you don't like her, then cool. You know, there really yeah. wasn't a argument that was had. No valid points were made about what they actually may have felt and believed. They just kind of let it be what it what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And But being at Essence, it was different. And even if somebody at Essence wasn't really rocking with you, there was a question. You yeah. know, people question, well, why not? Well, what happened? Yep, yep. Because is this personal or is this about work? Because <laughs> yeah. if it's not about work, then I don't want to hear it. Like, we're really not about to have this conversation right now because this has nothing to do with what this person is actually here for. So I feel that 100%. It's, it's helped to kind of, like, also shape my forward movement as well and how I go about my day-to-day as a black woman. And bringing your full self to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my God, like people working at Essence, you take that for granted. Like yeah, being true. able to switch up your hairstyle, yes. you want to wear the box braids one day, you want to get a sewing, you want to right. wear natural hair. Like <laughs> right. nobody cares. They let no, you, you know, you they let you do you. And, yeah. and and at other environments, it is not the same. People won't be like, oh, um, they want to touch your hair yes. and stuff, you know? So, Girl, yeah. at Town Square, Mm. I had I would say her fucking name but I don't even remember it <laughs> this motherfucking bitch came over to my desk and tapped me on the top of my head mm. I almost lost my mind <laughs> like I was like did you just I literally swiveled my chair around but it was in slow motion like I yeah. knew I was moving in slow motion and so I could see her eyes getting bigger and bigger because she was like I don't know if she was I don't know what she was thinking, but I know that I had to turn around in slow motion because I'm like, if I don't turn around in slow motion, I'm going to slap her hand. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I had to turn around in slow motion because all I could hear was my grandfather in my ear. Like, you don't let nobody touch your head, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's a portal. You know, black people, we move in a spiritual kind of way about a lot of things, (laughs) especially Caribbean black people. And my grandfather's from Barbados. He's like, you don't let people touch the top of your head. You don't mm-hmm. let people don't don't put your hair in the garbage. Like, you know, all the different things yeah. that come with being who we are. Yeah. And she touched the top of my head and I wanted to I was almost at the light. Like yeah. I was being sent to the light at that moment. But to your point, it's like those cultural nuances, mm-hmm. no one would ever no one at essence would necessarily ever just tap the top of your head no. to get your attention that's yeah. the part that I'm missing she tapped the top of my head to get my attention yeah. instead of just tapping my shoulder or calling my name mm-hmm. which is just equally as okay but no one at Essence would do that if somebody at Essence was touching your hair it was in a um a, a loving way it was yeah. in a oh this Ooh, oh your girl. hair looks so gr- like yeah. good like who did this and it's like it's a playing in it in a different kind of way right. than it would be of like touching it because you want to see if it's real or touching it because you want to f- see literally how it feels because you're so mentally challenged to think that that you know like what you see is something so foreign yeah. and so now you have to touch it so i get all of that too yeah um, and there were not a lot of 
of black people at um, Town Square. No. Now that I look back, I'm like, were we the only two black girls? But well, no. It might have uh, been they. They might have hired some some other people. We were the <laughs> at, only at one two point. black girls yeah. at one point. Yes. Yeah, which is crazy because we're on such two. Di- we're on two different ends of the business. Yeah. Then there was one other black girl that they ended up hiring on our side. Yeah. But she left. Yeah. There were, there, were oh, more, two, there was a couple of yeah. more over there, but they all ended up leaving. So mm-hmm. there was a point where it was just me and you. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. That's very crazy. Mm-hmm. And Double XL was sort of like their big, I mean, you know, the country brands definitely had traction, I suppose. And, yeah. and they did numbers. But in terms of um, what I feel was something that they should have had power behind double right. xl was the yeah. biggest brand so look at complex yeah like right mm-hmm. and i mean they had an opportunity to do that and yeah. compete and then they they just i don't know whatever they yeah. they lost their way so what's happening with you today like how is it working for someone like tamara hall and another black powerful woman and what was what has that been for your growth and how you've moved through you know the next phase of your career yeah i mean coming to work every day and having a boss like that it just lets you know what's possible Mm. it lets you know that you know even though i've been at this for 10 years she's been doing it for 30 right there's just there's so many more heights to reach and, Mm -hmm. and so many more doors to break down um she said the other day on the show and shout out to Wendy Williams that her and Wendy Williams are the only two daytime women on TV right now that executive produce host and created their shows. So that just shows mm. you that like, you know, working for somebody like her is just a one in a million chance. Yeah. So I, I'm so grateful to be where I'm at right now. And, and, you know, it just shows me that, you know, there's so much more, you know, ahead and, you know, although it's been a while, you know, I'm just still getting started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's always good. There's always a lot to learn and staying open to the possibility of that is I think paramount in anybody's from the bottom up story, their growth yeah. trajectory and whatever, element of life that is is always being open to what can what can be yeah um and never kind of approaching the situation feeling like you got it all together because mm-hmm. you probably don't got none of it together <laughs> when you approach it in that way yes. <laughs> there's always work to be done mm-hmm. yeah okay so if you were stranded on a deserted island mm-hmm. and you could only have three things oh my god what three things would you have with you Oh, man, I got to think about this. First of all, I would say my phone, but I don't know if there's any service. So, oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going to say a mirror because um, mirrors help you reflect light and you can create fire. So Mm -hmm. a mirror. So I'll be able to cook stuff. Come on, smart, smart black woman with a mirror. No one has ever a mirror mirror. so i could um you know make fires um what else hopefully somebody else with me i definitely need to have somebody else because i definitely don't want to be like a a tom hanks you know with wilson yes creating a wilson Wilson. i don't want a wilson so another person um and then lastly what else would i have um Maybe a tent. So, like, when it <laughs> rains, I have some shelter. Yeah. And I'm just not, you know, having to sleep on rocks and sand. <laughs> yes. This is one of my favorite questions. I love asking people this question to get 
the spectrum of like what is in a person's head. Yes. About what they're thinking. That I'm is just trying really to stay funny. dry and eat. <laughs> and make a fire. Yes, and have a friend. <laughs> somebody to talk to. <laughs> you gonna leave your kid? Oh my God. Well maybe he got, well see. <laughs> I don't know. I would not want him to be stranded on the island. Okay, that would fair. be traumatic. Every parent, every parent actually yes. has said that. They're like, yes. no, I don't want my kid no. to be with me. I want them to be able to, you Home know, state. keep going. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Okay, that's fun. Um, if there's anything that you could I feel like this went really fast. I'm also real rusty. I haven't interviewed and how long has it been, Seven? I am. No. I feel like I am. No. I'm leaving all of this in, by the way, because this is just how it, how it goes. Yes. I need to go into the mirror and do some reflection. But um, if you could leave, you know, words of inspiration for others, um, what would those words be? And they can also be statements. Mm-hmm. They could be Bible verses, whatever. Like, as somebody is moving through kind of the iteration of their journey, what would you want them to know? Yeah. I would say um, definitely, I, I look at my phone again, just never give up. You know sticker. what I mean? Always keep it trucking. And, you know, I'd like to say some of my most successful moments have come right after I felt like I wanted to give up and, mm. and things were just terrible. Like I, I'll tell the story of one of my most proudest moments in my career is um my Rihanna interview where she says, you know, um I'm a black woman. I come from a black woman. I'm gonna give birth to a black woman. And that happened. Oof. People don't really know, but the day before or the day actually earlier that day they had started doing these things at Essence where each department would get kind of, the whole company would do a review of the department. Mm -hmm. And so that day was the social day and everybody for some reason was just like ragging all the Essence socials. They were like, yeah, we need to do this, we need to do this. Everybody had all these ideas. right? And and some of them was coming from left field. I was like, but wait, you just like, so it was a day that was just really trying and so Later that day, I had the Diamond Ball. Mm-hmm. And so um, I did the interview with Rihanna and it went viral. It was everywhere. It was one? Of, I think that's one of the most like I remember popular that. Essence interviews you ever. You and Corey Townsend were standing next to each other, yes, right? And he yes. was at the root at the time. Mm-hmm. And you, I think she was only stopped for the both of y'all. Yes. Yeah. We were the only two black only two brands people. that she talked mm-hmm. to. And I actually was the last person that she talked to. Yeah. And so that has been, you know, that's one of Essence's like most viral interviews, especially, you know, that Rihanna's now pregnant and yeah. might potentially be giving birth to a baby girl. So that, just to think about earlier that day and how everybody was ragging the social team and then, you know, after the interview went viral and it was everywhere, all over the news, TMZ, I came into the office the next day and literally people they gave me a standing ovation when I walked in there Mm -hmm. was flowers on my desk and just to think like that afternoon I was done right you know what I mean and then overnight that happened so that's just you know a a huge lesson you know that I just like to pass on like you know you you can have those really bad moments where you feel like damn I'm working so hard and nobody's seeing it yeah and then you just never know you know what's gonna happen overnight yeah yeah. I like that. You just never know what's going to happen overnight. Yeah. I wanted to end on that, but I actually have another question. <laughs> yeah. 
Who's been like in all the things that you've um been able to do and all the people you've been able to come across? Who's your favorite person? Ooh, my favorite person. I have to say, I'm gonna go with Fifty Cent. I mean, Fifty, he just that I, is so surprising to me because Fifty. Well, it's you know Fifty persona. So yeah. Persona 50. Yeah. Because he might come for me if he hear this be like, don't be fucking talk about me. <laughs> but whatever, 50. We can go toe to toe. I ain't scared of you. Let's just be very clear about that. Yeah. Um, but he's such an ass, right? Yeah. Like he comes across as such a jerk. So you for you just you said it a couple of times, like yeah. how he's nice behind closed doors. I mean, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised that he would be a nice person per se, mm-hmm. but Keep going. I just, I, it's just, it's I know. just he's, so, he's it's like a an oxymoron. He's a controversial <laughs> character, but he just, I had all the times I interviewed him because him and Vanessa were very um, good friends. So mm-hmm. I interviewed him probably like five or 10 times. Like we, yeah. I was always interviewing 50. And just like the way he would, you know, the personality he had and how he would always just be so nice and normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? After all that he has been through, like he would tell you like what was going on, like just how he does online, like yeah. in person, he would, he does, he holds nothing back. Yeah. And the fact that he's just unafraid and continues to bust down doors. I mean, I remember interviewing him when power was just starting, mm-hmm. like before it even came out. Right. And for him to have the vision of even just, having a Kanan show or a Kanan movie all the way back then he's just such a visionary and he always fights for the underdog like Mm. he he while sometimes you know some of the things that he can say can be controversial especially about black women and I don't agree with that at all I definitely you know wish he you know had chose different words when it comes to Mm -hmm. black women at times but I think that you know like even how he's fighting for Monique right now like so many people have counted Monique out and he's the one like I went to a Monique show she's dope y'all Tyler Perry um Oprah y'all gonna regret you know Mm -hmm. a you know, not giving Monique opportunity and we don't know how, you know, what happened that whole behind, thing. The, right, behind right, closed right. doors. And, you know, I definitely have taken no sides when it comes to Monique, Tyler Perry, or Oprah. I love all of them. <laughs> right, right. But just the fact that he's, you know, continuing to give her a chance. And then even that guy who... um the guy who was on the Cosby show and they, they saw him working at Trader Joe's. Ugh, oh, I'm yeah. I'm never going to remember his yeah. name. He was... Um, on the show, he was um, Sandra's husband, Elvin. He was mm, Elvin yes, on the show. Yes. I can't remember his real name, but Elvin. Mm, yes, he's in power now. So, like, oh, he's still on. Yeah. Okay. So, just the fact that he's given all of these people who've been forgotten about opportunities, and just the fact that he's just. I love to see it's still so fresh to have like shows created by Black people and yeah. written by Black people, like be successful it's sad but right. you know it's still like you know it's a renaissance it's a black renaissance yeah. in tv and film and so and for, radio like yeah podcasts have definitely oh, been an opportunity for black voices thoughts opinions yeah. and ways and ideas to be heard for sure yeah, it's a it's a black creator's renaissance right now yeah. so i i just love you know what he's doing and you know how Regardless of what people say, he's always, you know, true to himself. Now, that means I'm going to go home and hear nothing but 50 Cent all day because he really <laughs> likes 50. And I generally am like, can you turn that off? Not because I don't like 50, but yeah. sometimes I don't want to hear. I don't want to always hear rap or yeah. hip hop. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, put on something else. Mm-hmm. Put on YouTube or something, you know, yeah. but he's going to run it in the ground now. Because <laughs> he's obsessed with 50. But I, I mean, that's. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. 
<laughs> you are obsessed. All right, fine. You don't want me to say obsessed, but you like 50 Cent a lot and his music. Okay, fine, whatever. Obsessed. Oh, and one more person, little <laughs> little Meech, he put on. Um, uh, you know the BMF. Oh, his yeah. his son. Yes. Right? Yeah. So look at little Meech. I yeah. seen little Meech in Euphoria. I was like, wait, oh, was he in it? Little Meech is getting HBO checks right, now. Right, so right. like, yeah, he's really like a a gatekeeper, and I like you know they should do a um. I mean, I love that though, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the point. That is the purpose of this show what I wanted to accomplish and achieve with from the bottom up as it's been is to tell the stories of people who otherwise don't necessarily get heard yeah and not because you're not equally as good or better than some of the people who are constantly in the limelight it's it became a very um frustrating thing for me to just always hear the same stories about the same people over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. and I'm like there's so many dope people out here doing so much dope shit and they have had to traverse the same types of terrain that all these other people y'all just keep recycling the same voices you know whether they be black white orange or green it's like the same people over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and so i love to hear that that's how he actually functions as a person so now i'm gonna have to do a little more digging into 50 and um watching him move as an individual Mm -hmm. to become inspired myself behind what I'm aiming to do and how I want to move forward. That's really, um, it's refreshing. Cause just like you said, like some of the stuff he says or does, you're like 50. Right. Enough. Mm -hmm. You know, like what are you doing? (laughs) What, what are you doing? Like what is going on? But that's, that's refreshing to hear. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you say it, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. Oh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. We might have to try to... I'm going to have to now try to, like, fight to get 50 on the show so I can talk to him about something. You know <laughs> In that some would be a way. good episode, girl. I know that would be a good episode. I don't mm-hmm. even know what I would say. <laughs> I just would be like, whatever, go ahead, talk, and I'm going to just respond. I'm going to react <laughs> to what you're saying. It's on your show today. Um... I don't know, Morans. I feel like there's so much we could actually go into. And, um, but I, I really did want to end on that last point of yours. But I think this is a good way to talk about, you know, always being true to yourself and yeah. never giving up and looking at someone that you otherwise would. It's like, don't judge a book by its cover, even with 50, right? Like looking at somebody you mm-hmm. might otherwise be like, I ain't dealing with that. Yeah. But what he actually is pouring into something a system yeah. a movement um even is really good like Charlemagne, he be on the radio ranting you know sometimes i love Charlemagne. he's hilarious yeah I, I love Charlemagne too Charlemagne early in my double xl days he gave me some of my first like you know olive branches like mm-hmm. you know from i'm pretty sure he was you know i was on the breakfast club with vanessa like three times and Charlemagne was always like you know, bring Miranda. Yeah. And even when, um, you know, I did uh, uh, MTV um, kind of special with him and, sorry, and Nick okay. Cannon. And he was, you know, the one who put me on. Like, you know, I think that you could do this. And even they were going to bring uh, Yo! MTV Raps back mm. uh, years ago. And um, he had got me uh, auditioned to be one of the VJs. Okay. So, yeah, like, Charlemagne, he's a good guy. He really, 
has always, you know, been that guy trying to also elevate black yeah. talent and creators. Yeah. I've heard that about Charlemagne though. Surprisingly, I hadn't ever heard what you're referencing about 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just because of what his, his person, the persona of him yeah. probably just over, not probably it overshadows yeah. any of the good. He is more than likely doing behind the scenes, which I, I, I believe, right? Like you mm-hmm. saying it, I believe it. Um, and, but I have heard that Charlemagne is a decent person, like a nice guy. I yeah. have a friend that's working on um, one of his. Sh- what is it? Is one? Is it a pod? Is he doing not the podcast? He's doing something else. Yeah, the and, Comedy Central show. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Comedy Central show, and she's. Um, was she a line producer? She's one. She's behind yeah. one of the black, many black women yeah. that he brought on oh, yes. to um, help with that. And she is really loving it. And she that. said to me recently, I hate Artesia. She said to me, you know, Artesia, right? You probably no, know Artesia. I don't think so. Um, he, she said to me recently how um, lovely he is and yeah. how she's having such a good experience and such a good time being there Mm -hmm. and that was good that was good to hear because you always are like i don't know sometimes i'm afraid for my friends who get close to those type of experiences yeah for them to be horrible because of the stories you have heard about other people and you be like all right who we gotta line up Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like because this is kind of crazy now what they doing is ridiculous Mm -hmm. but it's always good to hear that there are actually people out there who still have um proper upbringing that's how i feel it's like going back to not giving up i mean like oh my god you uh look back at Charlemagne's story he was fired like maybe three four times Mm -hmm, from different mm -hmm, radio stations mm -hmm. if he had given up or or taken those bad days you know to the heart we might not have Charlemagne the god right now right so and donkey of the day wouldn't exist which is my favorite part of the breakfast club i love the remy ma one Oh, when she says, um, were you stupid? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I loved um, the... Hamilton's. Oh yeah, when he does that one yes, time, that and good. they go, um, <laughs> they I be like harmonizing. They be harmonizing, yeah. yeah. And then what's her name? Um, what's the white comedian? It's her name is Catherine Kathy. And he oh. when he gives the mayonnaise one. Oh. And she's like, you big jar of mayo. Like, it, the, he's, Charlamagne is hilarious. Yes. But the donkey of the day is my favorite part. I mi- I haven't listened to the radio in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, So I've been missing them all. But I used to watch it at Essence when I would be working. Mm-hmm. I would watch Breakfast Club while I was doing proposals and whatever else I had going on. It was a while for me too. I stopped listening to radio. But now that I be in the studio commuting to the city, I I have it on because mm-hmm. that traffic, you never know, coming from New Jersey. So. Yes, you're a Jersey girl. Yes. Yes, I forgot to say that in the beginning. Yes. My girl gives all the things <laughs> all the time. Yes. I'm so glad you came. Yes, me too. I'm so happy we had pleasure. this conversation. Yes. I hope you enjoyed it. Absolutely. Good. I yes. did. You can have me back again a few seasons from now. Yes, I'm going to have you back again a few seasons from now. I thought I won a few Emmys, you know. Yes, come on, Emmys. Let's speak it into you existence. Yes. You won some Emmys. And I love Ty, who you also yes. know. Um, my producer. Shout Y'all know I shout Ty. out Ty all the time. He recorded and my first on-camera interview. Shout yes. out Ty. I told y'all he was really, he's really that dude. <laughs> um, You're going to have your Emmys and I will be having an actual show. Yes. 
live TV. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I so we gonna we gonna have that. Yes. That's gonna be. Yes. That's what we gonna be doing. So I'll be on my way to an Emmy yes. at that point. Absolutely. So we can talk about what it's like. What you felt, girl, when you got that Emmy? Because I'm coming up. Right. Okay. <laughs> look, we gonna run this back. Like, look, you gotta speak it into existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's coming full circle. Yes. Thank you for coming. Yes. Anytime. Anytime. Mwah. Push my button. Oh. <laughs> oh, Ty. <laughs> and we're gonna rise. And we're gonna rise to the top.